Today's daf is daf Ayin. We are on daf Samach Tes Amid Beis. We're a few lines before the end of the page. So we were in the middle of the, uh, the discussion of Gedolah Chazaka, that uh, if someone was a Kohen in Chutzlar, what exactly did they allow them to do when they came to Eretz Yisrael? If they ate Trumad Rabbanon in Chutzlar, when they came to Eretz Yisrael, did they allow them to eat Trumad Raisa? So that would explain the concept of Gedolah Chazaka, that they, they, they took a step up because of the Chazaka, that they were, that they were eating Trumad Rabbanon in Chutzlar. So he said that, no, it could be that the Allah, that really even when they came to Eretz Yisrael, they were only allowed to eat still Trumad Rabbanon and not Trumad Raisa. But the Chiddush is, it's Gedola Chazaka, because there's a Hava Amina to say that they shouldn't even be allowed to eat Truma Drabanon in Eretz Yisrael. Even if they eat Truma Drabanon in they shouldn't be allowed to do so in Eretz Yisrael, because when you're eating Truma Drabanon in there's no Shaila, there's no, there's no, there's no um, chance that you're going to come to violate Truma Daraisa and come to eat Truma Daraisa. But in Eretz Yisrael, where there's Truma Daraisa all over the place, there's a very good chance that you're going to come to eat Truma Daraisa. So, uh, so I believe that's where we left off, which is uh, um, six, lines from the bottom. six lines from the bottom. Okay, uh, So says more Hatrasha Hatrasha said to them that they don't eat from Kodesh Hakadoshim, meaning Kodesh Hakadoshim with Loyochal. Hakol Sounds like they only can't eat from Kodesh Hakadoshim for everything else that they, they are allowed to eat. So don't tell me that they're not allowed to eat Chumah Daraisa. So Hachikamer, this is what he meant to say. Lo midi demikri Kodesh, lo midi demikri Kodeshim. Kodesh Hakadoshim does not mean Kodesh Hakadoshim. Those are actually two separate things. Not, they weren't able to eat things that are called Kodesh, nor things that are called Kachim. Lomi did the Mikri Kodesh. They weren't able to eat that which is called Kodesh by the Pasuk Tuchsiv, the Kolzar Lo Yochel Kodesh. Pasuk says Kolzar Lo Yochel Kodesh, that's a reference to Truma. So they weren't allowed to eat Truma. But Lomi did the Mikri Kachim, they're not allowed to eat something that which is called Kachim, the Amar Ubasko and Kisiel Lizar. And what's that referring to? That that which is uh, that which is taken from kachim, Rash says right? The matnas kahuna that you take from them from the carbon, also they weren't allowed to eat. So we mentioned yesterday, but I, uh, I, I think I mentioned yesterday, but I'm not even sure if I, I was clear. Uh, this hatrashta Rashi says is Nechemya. The second wide line in Rashi explains the whole story. It says Nechemya ben Chikali Kari came to say for Ezra, Ubugamaris Yushalmi Nimsa shall shame shayim mashka lamelech. He was the butler of the king. So apparently the king was um, was was uh, uh, would always make him drink the the wine first before he would give him anything to drink before he would give it to the king so to prove that it hasn't been poisoned. So he uh, So they allowed him to drink. Yayin of a, of a guy, even though normally you're not allowed to drink yayin of a guy, that's why he got this name, Hatrashta, uh, which uh, reflected a, a heter shtia, a heter to, uh, to to drink this wine. Okay, anyway, says the Gemara. So we said, we're trying to discover how we know that all the ten levels of Yichus actually went up with Ezra to Eretz Yisrael. So, how do I know and 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 Avadim Shukharim went up? Amrav Chista Damakra. That anyone who is nivdal from the Tumas Gaya Aretz, anyone who used to be a guy and uh, is now no longer a guy, also went with them. 
So who used to be guy is now no longer a guy. Gerim and Avadim Shacharim. Those are the people that uh, that went up. Mamzeri Minalan. So Mamzerim, uh, how do I know that they went up? Tzchiv Vayishma Sanbalat Hacharoni Vituvya Ha'Eved Ha'Amoni. So all that pasuk is being brought to uh, prove is that Tuvya was an Eved Ha'Amoni. He was an Eved Kanani. He was a non-Jewish slave. Uksiv Ki Rabin BeYehuda Bali Shavuolo. He had a lot of uh, good friends. Meaning Tuvya the the Eved had a lot of good friends. Ki Chasan Hulishchanya Ben Arach. So it says that he was, uh, Tuvia married the daughter of Shechania ben Arach. So Tuvia and Shechania was a Jew. So Tuvia married a Jewish girl, Shechania ben Arach, the daughter of Shechania ben Arach. And Tuvia's son, Yehochanan, uh, married Meshulam, the daughter of Meshulam ben Berachia. So, so what do you see? That Tuvia was married to a Jew, and Evid was married to a Jew. And Kasavar, Ovid Chavim Vevid Abal Bas Yisrael, Havlad Mamzer. And we're working with the assumption that when a guy or an Evid marries a Jewish girl, the child is going to be a Mamzer. So that's how we know that Mamzerim were in the mix, because uh, we spoke about Tuvia, and Tuvia's children were, must have been Mamzerim. So says the Gemara, that works really well if you assume that when a guy marries a Jewish woman or an Evid marries a Jewish woman, the child's a mamzer. What do you do if you hold like the Shita that the child's not a mamzer at all, that he's in fact kosher? It doesn't say anything about Tuvi's children. It just says who he married. So how do you know he had any children? I mean, you're assuming he had children, and those children are the mamzerim that we're talking about that went up uh, that went up from Bavel. Who said he had children? Just says that he got married. Vesumi ma'idahacha havuluhu usliku dil mahasim havu. How do you know that the children were born, even if he had children? How do you know that they were born in Bavel and then they went up to Eretz Yisrael? Maybe he didn't have children until later, till after he already went up to Eretz Yisrael. So maybe the children were born in Eretz Yisrael. So Enochinami would prove that there were once Mamzerim in Israel, but it doesn't prove that Mamzerim were Ola from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. So where do you see anything? Ela mehacha. So rather, how do we know that there were Mamzerim in the mix? From the following Pasuk. Ve'ele ha'olim mitel melech tel charsha kruv adon vi'imer so the Gemara is going to darshan each phrase in this uh, in this pasuk. Meaning, it seems to be saying where the people are coming from, right? Where they're being all from, just the names of a lot of places. So uh, I think Marsha points out that uh, we wouldn't need to know the names of the places they came from. It must be that these uh, names of places signify something else. So tell Melach, what's tell Melach? Elu bnei Adam shedomim asem lemasa sedom shenahapchol telmelech. That telmelech means the kind of people included in the kind in the people that came up were the kind of people that uh, did Maisa Sodom, that did things like the people in Sodom that turned into a Telmelech. What did the people in Sodom do? So Rashi says, so I would have said, Maisa Sodom, first thing you think of is Zenen of Zelachaser, right? Midas Sodom, Kofanel Midas Sodom. Right? But nevertheless, uh, Rashi says that wouldn't uh, mean anything for our Gemara. For our Gemara, we're trying to prove that there's Mamzerus. 
So we see that Telmelch, people who did Maisa Stelm, came up. How does that prove Mamzerus? So says Rashi, show you Megalia Rayos. That they were Megalia Rayos, to receive Roim Vechatayim. That they were Roim Vechatayim. What does Roim Vechatayim mean? Roim Begufam Vechatayim Vimamonam. Not only were they unethical in monetary law, in, uh, in in dealing with money, they were unethical in what they did with their bodies. Farmin Bechelik, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, that if a man would uh, would strike his friend's wife and cause her to miscarry, let's say his friend's wife was pregnant, and a man would somehow cause his friend's wife to miscarry, so justice in Sodom is you have to make it up to him. How do you make it up to him? So it's not not by paying the Dmei Vlados like we have. What would they do? You, they would say, now you have to sleep with her until you get her pregnant. you got to put a baby back in there. So you have to get her pregnant again. So you see that, right? You see that they're mamzerim, meaning according to the Jewish, meaning by Sodom, that, uh, you know, it's all Gaim anyway. But uh, it, it, the Jewish equivalent of that would cause Mamzerus issues. So you want to know how we know Mamzerim or Alumni Babel? Because we said people who did Maisa Sodom, and that was considered part of the justice, the the, uh, the perverted justice of uh, of Sodom. The, even though we have what we need already from the Pasuk, the Gemara continues to dash in the Pasuk. Tel Kharsha, Zeshakari Abba, the Imamishat Kaso. That's reference to someone who calls uh, Abba, and his mother quiets him down because he doesn't really know who his real father is. There is. They were unable to tell you about their families, the family of their father and their mother. Right? Zara means Rashi says is emo, means the one who had you as a, who, who gave birth to you if they were Jewish. Zehu Asufi, That's a reference to the Asufi. The Asufi is someone, a child who's an abandoned child that's found uh, that's found in the Shuk. Right? Normally the Allah is, the uh, Mishnah says that if you find a child, an abandoned child, so Im Rov Yisrael, Yisrael. In Rov you go, you go back to the Rov. The Rov of the people in that uh, in that place. Uh, unless it's obvious, right? Sometimes it's uh, it's obvious that he's not, uh, that he's not a Yisrael. Um, Right, if he looks uh, Asian or something, so then chances are Rove is uh, not Israel. So Kruv Adon Va'amar. So what, what's that line in the past? Kruv Adon Va'amar. Amar Bivo, Amar Adon, Amar Adon, meaning the Ribbonah Shalom says, Ani Amati Yu Yisrael Lefanai Chashuvim Kikruv. I said that my children, Chal Yisrael, should be chashuv to me like a kruv, meaning like an angel, that they should be like, Rashi says, kruv kedoshim, kruv yakodesh, kichayos hakodesh, right, that represents one of the, uh, one, one, one of the chayos hakodesh. Now Rashi quotes the idea of the kruv from, from Yecheskel. Now in Yecheskel we're talking about the, the Merkava, right, the actual, uh, the, the actual uh, Kisya cover of the Ribbon Shalom and the Merkava. So what we discussed in the Josh a few weeks ago that uh, the, the Kruv um, is one of the four faces on the Merkava. It changed from one Pasuk to the other, but uh, the uh, the Shar turns into the Kruv. So the, uh, the, the, the face of the Shar is no longer there. It's the face of the Kruv that's on the Merkava. But also you have the face of the Kruv in our holiest place on this earth also, where the Ribbon Shalom connects to, uh, to Klal Yisrael in the, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, right on top of the Yaron, Mibain Shnei Kruvim is where the Ribbon Shalom comes and connects to, uh, to this world. So the Kruv represents the high, loftiest level, the loftiest level of spirituality. 
somebody. So the Rebbe Shalom says, I thought Yisrael should be chashuv kikruv. They somewhat some kinemer, but they acted like a, a spotted leopard. Like uh, so, what's 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 the nemer? What does that represent? Kichayazu sheinam akpedes bezug chavirta, like a chaya that doesn't care about uh, uh, anyone else's marriages and uh, it doesn't mean anything to them. So that's that's how Klal Yisrael acted. I thought they were going to be kedoshim. And the kedusha is uh, is very much lacking. Ikeda Amri Amar Bevavu Amar Adon that the Rebbeinu Shlom says Afal Pisha Samu Atzum Kenemer Hein Chashuv Mufanei Even though they acted like leopards, I still think that they're chashuv like a kruv. I still treat them as chashuvim like uh, like like one of the kruvim. Amar Rabba Barbachana Kolanosi Ishashen Ogeneslav. Something about is going to get into marriage advice in terms of choosing a wife. Anyone who marries a wife that's not uh, appropriate for him, right? Eno Genesla means uh, that, it, that the yichus is not appropriate for him. It's as if he plowed up the entire world and planted it with salt. So, uh, meaning where, where, where nothing's going to grow. So, Shinemar ve'ela ha'olim yitel melech tel charsha. Amar rabba barav ada amar rav. Anyone who marries a woman for the sake of money, if he marries a woman just for the sake of money, having no bottom shayna mulganim is going to have children that are not mulganim, that are not uh, not 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 proper. When you're bogeyed by Hashem, when you rebel against Hashem, you're going to have bottom zarim. It's going to cause meaning the relationship between father and mother is certainly going to affect the children. So if you marry a woman because of money and there's that, that that's the motivation of the marriage, so that will affect the whole family life and the children are going to be all messed up the children are going to have are going to have problems maybe you'll say okay look the children will have problems but at least i'll have money right i'll, I'll, I'll at least have, have what i was looking for that in uh, that, that it will eat up your uh your your chalik maybe you'll say no it, it will only eat uh, his chalik but maybe her chalik will still be intact at least she won't suffer for it no, both of their chalakim. They're both going to suffer from it. Maybe you'll say, okay, true, the money eventually will get lost if you marry a woman, but it will take a while, and it's not going to happen immediately. That's what the Pazik says, in a month's time, it's all going to be gone. So I don't think it's a guarantee, but uh, when you marry a woman, it's a bad thing, meaning a lot of times when... Uh, Right, the, the idea of avat liyabedavar. So the the, uh, the Mishnah says when you have an avat liyabedavar, batel adavar. If the uh, if the thing that the ava is based on is batel, so then the ava is going to be batel. So it's it's a word of caution from the Gemara. You marry a woman l'shem mamon or l'chora l'shem anything else. I Meaning, if there's any ulterior motive other than ava sheinat liyabedavar, so beware because that davar might be gone someday, and then you're going to be left with nothing. Then there's not going to be anything left. So my mashma. Right, the mashmal. Uh, so the word chodesh is that the month comes in, the month leaves, and the mamon is all gone. The money, the money is all is all gone. So this is actually uh, this is uh, this is quoted in uh, in in Shulchan Aruch. This is quoted by the Beis Yosef that uh, in the the Shemot Zayin Ba'alach over here quotes Beis Yosef in Evan Ezer Simon Samach Vav quotes in the name of the Ravid that Sha'adam Sha'adam Lokeach Im Ishto Eno Momun Shal Yosher. 
that someone who uh, who takes money from his wife, it's not money of Yosher, and that's that's called marrying a woman the Mamon. And uh, the Gemara uh, quotes the Gemara Nevin that if you want she mitzvah. If you want your wife's money to last, so do a mitzvah with them, uh, not to uh, not to just use it to uh, for your for your own benefit. And then he quotes the Aruch Hashulchan and Evan Ezer over there in Simon Samach Vav and Evan Ezer writes that uh, don't think that anyone who gets supported by his wife or his father-in-law for the first few years after marriage is automatically inclu- included in the category of no si isha l'shem mamon. He writes, if you no si isha k'sheira l'shem mamon, shil mali mamona hei no ein avon. He says, if you have two girls to choose from, and one of them has money and the other one doesn't, but they're both uh, they're both proper, they're both good, they're both fine, they both have everything you want. You don't have to shy away from the one that has money just because she has money. Rabbi, he says, It's not such a bad idea for a Tamil Chacham to marry a girl who has some money. You see, already in the times of the Achronim, the thinking has uh, changed a little bit. He says, because uh, you know, then you won't have to work so hard. A lot of uh, big virim have the minog that they uh, look for a Tamil Chacham son-in-law. So if they're looking for you, you don't have to uh, shy away from it. They're looking for the Tamil Chacham son-in-law so that they can support them in their learning. They can get a they can get schar for supporting a Tamil Chacham that they can learn for Kama Shanim for a few years. It's a great mitzvah for them. And they're doing it. It's going to benefit their business also. They're going to support Torah. It's going to be a great schar for their uh, for their business to be able to support son-in-laws and learning. So, Baruch Shulchan just says, it's all, the problem is when you marry Nisha Sheno again, when you marry a woman, but if you marry a woman who happens to have money and uh, and she's proper anyway, she's an okay woman, so then that's that's going to be okay. Anyone who marries a woman that's Eino Ogeneslo, it's not appropriate for him. Eliyahu Kofto, Akarosh Baruch Hu Rotso. Eliyahu ties him down, and Akarosh Baruch Hu whips him. The uh, the 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 um, prior to that, it says in the uh, in 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 the Mesechas right? The line before that is Kolanosi Ishasho Ogeneslo. It's not only negative. When you marry Anisha that's Hogeneslo, it's not just that you don't get punished. When you marry Anisha Hogeneslo, when you marry Anisha that's appropriate, say Eliyahu kisses him and Akkadosh Baruch Hu loves him. But if you marry the Isha that's not Hogeneslo, Eliyahu ties him down and Akkadosh Baruch Hu whips him. So uh, Rashi over here points out, it's in parentheses in the Rashi, Hai Eliyahu, Eliyahu, love Eliyahu, the Sibi Mikrahu. This isn't Eliyahu Anavi we're talking about. Because Eliyahu was a human being, so he was born once. So before he was born, who would tie you down? Right? Who would tie the guy down? It must be that he's, a, uh, he's some type of Malach. This is not referring to Eliyahu Anavi. Uh, others understand, no, it is referring to Eliyahu Navi, and the concept of Eliyahu Navi, the idea of an Eliyahu Navi, whether it's Neshama or something, uh, existed even before the existence of Eliyahu Navi proper, of the, of the, before his Neshama came down into this world, it somehow existed in the, uh, in, in the Olam HaSalionim, so, uh, so there is such a concept of Eliyahu Navi. So a woman, a man who marries Nishay Neogeneslo, one of the Achronim suggests, why is it Dafka Eliyahu Navi that comes and uh, helps the get angry at you for this particular issue. So um, the Gemara says, 
Ein ben David Ba'at, Sheikh Lakal and Shamash Shabaguf. Right, that uh, Mashiach doesn't come until all the Nishamos that the Ribbon Shalom has in his uh, warehouse of Nishamos up in Shemayim, until all of them have come down into the, into this world. So that's when Mashiach is going to be able to come, when all the Nishamos come down. Now, when you marry the Isha Sheno Geneslo, the Nishamos that are supposed to come aren't going to be able to come because the man is marrying someone who's totally inappropriate for him. They're probably not going to have as many children. The children are not going to be, uh, not going to be proper children. So the Nishamos are not going to be the refined Nishamos that need to come down before Mashiach is going to come. So Eliyahu comes and Eliyahu says, don't you want me to come? Don't you want Eliyahu and Navi to be back already? So that's why Eliyahu helps the Rebbe Shalom in, that, in, uh, in punishing this. Uh, that's, that's the idea of Eliyahu. It's also, uh, even though this isn't the reason that Eliyahu goes to, uh, goes to a bris, but that's part of it, that Eliyahu goes to a bris. When a uh, new neshama comes into, the, comes into this world, it brings Eliyahu that much closer. It brings Eliyahu and Navi uh, that much closer. Anyway, Netanel Kulam Eliyahu Eliyahu writes and Hashem signs on the proclamation. Right, that's why Rashi says that this Eliyahu, this angel Eliyahu, is the sofer. He's the the heavenly scribe. So he writes. Um, Woe unto the one who passes his children and his pogame his entire family, and marries a woman who's inappropriate for him. The Grat takes out the next four words because it's repetitive. It just says again that Eliyahu ties him down and Kodesh Baruch Hu beats him. Fine. So then the Gemara says, It's a general rule you should know. Anyone who's posel is posel. What does that mean? If a person, Rashi says, is megadev tamedes hamishpachos, person is always saying bad things about families, he himself is probably posel. And uh, so that's that's a, a generally someone who's throwing uh, who's who's throwing stones is doing so from glass houses, right? He's generally someone who has those same psulim in himself. He doesn't speak about shevach of anything. He doesn't praise anything. All he does is uh, is, is say bad things. Uh, so that's Va'amar Shmuel bimuma posel. And Shmuel says not only is he probably puzzle, he what what he whatever he's calling other people puzzle about is probably his exact problem, right? That is the mucker for I'm rubber, you're glue, or whatever the uh, however the saying goes, right? That the uh, that whatever he's saying calling other people is probably what his issue really is. The story now. There was a guy from Nadar who went to the butcher. So he goes to the butcher and he says, "What you say to a butcher? Give me some meat, please." So Amulei, they said, says, "No, we always give first choice to the shamish of Rav Yehuda Bar Yecheskel. Rav Yehuda Bar shamish is coming to buy his meat, so let him have first choice, and then we'll give you the second choice. So you'll get the second cut brisket. It won't be the end of the world." So Amar Man Yehuda Bar Shaviskal the Kadim Lan Deshakel Men Kamai the Kadim Lan Deshakel Men Kamai says Who is this Yehuda Bar Shaviskal? He corrupts his name on purpose. Shaviskal meaning a lashon kenai gargaron, like a, a glutton, someone who, who eats uh, ro- who eats roasted meat all the time. He's a gluttonous guy. Who is this Yehuda, the glutton, who always needs the first cut meat and is going to be able to get before me? So uh, so right away, so it was a big commotion. Look what he said about Rav Yehuda Yecheskel. So they ran and they told Rav Yehuda it was a thing in the butcher shop. And this guy, what he, you should have heard what he called you. He called you Yehuda Bar Shaviskal. So Shamte, so Rav Yehuda Bar Yecheskel put him in cheder. So Amru Ragil Dakari. 
Avdi. So then they said, you should know this guy, he's got a, he's got a history, he's got a record. And uh, in the past, he always used to call everyone an Eved. So, says, okay, he's an Eved. And he started announcing to cut ads in the newspaper. This guy's an Eved, he can't trust his Yichus. So basically ruined any Shidduch chances for anyone in his family. So the guy, uh, all of a sudden, now he's in Cherem, he's being called an Eved. So he figures, where does Rabbi Yudu Cheskel get off doing that? So he takes, he's mazmin him to Udin Torah, the Kamid of Nachman, in front of Rav Nachman. So Rabbi Yudu Cheskel is summoned to Udin Torah in front of Rav, Rav Nachman. I see Pitka Dazmana, so he brought the, uh, the, the, the subpoena. Also Rav Yudu, the Kamid of Rav Huna, and Rav Yudu Cheskel went to Rav Huna to ask him, Amalei Ezel Lo Ezel, do you think I should, I should respond to this? They subpoenaed me to Udin Torah in front of Rav Nachman. Do you think I should go? Is it beneath my dignity to go to Udin Torah in front of Rav Nachman? Really, you shouldn't have to go because you're a Gavar Rabbah. And the Allah is, it's a Mishnah Masech Shavuos and Daflamid, right? The Allah is that when you're a Gemar and Shavuos, that when you're a Gavar Rabbah and the Din Torah is in front of someone who is less of a Gavar Rabbah, who is not as uh, as great, so you, uh, you're you part from going. You don't have to go to such a Din Torah. But nevertheless, he says you should still go for the cover of the Bein for the cover of the house of the Nasi. So Asa Ashke to Kavid Maka. So he went and he found Rav Nachman again, who's who the Din Torah was supposed to be in front of. Rav Nachman was building a Maka. He was doing the mitzvah. He was building a Maka on his roof. Don't you hold of the halacha that once you're you're appointed to a position of authority over the tzibur, you're not supposed to do malacha in front of three people. It's demeaning to you to be doing malacha in a public way, in a public way where everyone can see you. So what are you doing malacha in front of three people for? He said, I'm just doing a little bit of the gundarisa. Gundarisa meaning a wall. I'm just building a little bit of it, meaning this is part of the probably related to the concept of mitzvah bo yosem yibishlucha. Rav Nachman says, yeah, I could have someone else do it, but mitzvah bo yosem yibishlucha, when you, there's a mitzvah to build a makkah, better to do it myself, right? That's what the post suggest when it comes to building a sukkah. That if you say that building a sukkah is counts as a mitzvah that a person should do themselves, that mitzvah bo yosem yibishlucha, because as the Nitziv writes, that it's a heksha mitzvah suva bakra, so it's a high level heksha mitzvah, even though it's not a mitzvah itself, there's no mitzvah to build it, but the Torah talks about building a sukkah in order to sit in it, so it's a high level heksha mitzvah, so you have to build it, so the Postcom suggests, even if you're not handy and you don't want to build a, an entire sukkah, do a little bit, so you do a little bit to be Mekayim, the mitzvah bow, Yosem Yibashlucha, so here as well, you do a little bit, you do a little bit of the, uh, he, he said, uh, I was just going to do a little bit of the makkah, so now he wasn't, he wasn't wasn't uh, criticizing him about his actions anymore because he was doing the because uh, perhaps it was because he was doing the mitzvah. There's a question: When you do a mitzvah, is is that um, in a public way? Should a tab- is a tamal chacham or a parnisal tzibur allowed to do a mitzvah that's demeaning? In a uh, in a public way. On one on the one hand, we know that zakin ve'nul fikvodo doesn't do hashavas aveda. It's a mitzvah, right? But it's ve'nul fikvodo to pick up certain avedas, so he doesn't uh, he doesn't pick up certain avedas. So the the machna suggests that the the way to play it is that if it's b'fnei shlosha, you don't even do the mitzvah. You you in in front of shlosha, you do, you try to do it privately. That you uh, you may 
act publicly that you're not doing it so that people won't see you do it, but you try to do it, uh, you try to do it privately. So he says that's exactly what the Pasuk says in Parshish Vayera, when the Malachim come to visit Avram. So the Pasuk says, Vayikach ben Bakar, Vayitin al Anar, Vayimar al Asososo. Right? It sounds from the Pasuk that he gave the animals to the Nar, and the Nar is the one who, who made the animals. But then it says, as ben Bakar Asher then the Pasuk says the Ben Abakr that Avram made. So which is it? Was the Nar, was it the Nar or Avram? So that's what Makna says. He gave it to the Nar to make it look like the Nar is going to be the one to do it. That was in front of the Malachim. He was in front of three people, in front of the three Malachim. But then he went privately and he did it himself privately when he wasn't in front of the Malachim. Because in private, obviously, uh, there's, uh, the, you, you, you always try to do the mitzvah. There's no issue of uh, maintaining that cover. So, uh, so anyway, so Rav Nachman was building the fence and he said, I'm just building a porta de gundarisa. I'm building a little bit of the gundarisa. Why would you call it a gundarisa? Is the word maka that the Torah uses something that's distasteful to you? Or perhaps the word mechitza that the Rabbanan use something that you shy away from? Why would you not use the Lashon Chacham or the Lashon Torah? So he tried to change the topic. He figured, okay, uh, why don't you have a seat on this karpita over here? Why would you use the word karpita? What, you don't like the word safsal or the word uh, itztava that, uh, that, that, that are more commonly used? Either the rabbinic word or the word that just people use? Why you make it up your own your own words? Amalei said, okay, he figures he'll try again. He says, Lechel Mar Esronga. He says, how about, would you like to eat some Esronga? So Amalei, he says, anyone who says the Sronga is as one third of, of, of arrogance, meaning you, you have a little too much of the Midah of Gaiva. Either an Esrog, like the Rabbanan call it, or Esroga, like people call it, but not a Sronga. That's one third of arrogance. Probably what's one third? One third, meaning the proper Midah of arrogance, is the, the Gemara says, the Shemitah to Shemitah, right? An eighth of an eighth. So he's got one third, which is a lot more than an eighth of an eighth. So he's uh, got more, far exceeded the measure of, uh, of arrogance. So Amulei Lishtimar Anavga he said, "Okay, how about you drink some Anavga?" Amulei Misani Ispargus to Kariyurabanan O Anpik Damriinchi. Why don't you use again the rabbinic language of Ispargus or the uh, the normal common language of Anpik? Why, why would you use such a word Anavga? So he's driving him crazy. Every word he says, he's attacking him for. So Amulei Tesi Donuk Tashkinan. He says, "Let's bring." Uh, he says, let me ask my daughter to come out and she'll give us to drink. My daughter Donag, uh, that's, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, but it's not a name that's commonly in use anymore. He says, let my daughter come out, she'll give us, uh, she'll, she'll give us to drink. No, you're not allowed to have a woman serve you. Ketani, he says, what are you she's just a little girl, it's not a woman, you don't have to worry about any uh, issues of whatever, she's a little girl. So, he says, no, no, Shmuel said, whether she's a gadol or whether she's a ketani, even if she's just a little girl, you don't have her uh, go, go serve men. So, uh, why not? So, Rashi says, that uh, it's bad chinuch. Even as a little girl, even though the Yitzharhara doesn't apply yet, and she's just a little girl, still it's not. Uh, it's you don't want to teach her to uh, to get used to the idea of uh, serving men, right? This relates very much to the discussion in the poskim about uh, about coeducation at a young age, right? The poskim all talk about after the age of whatever fifth, sixth grade. So then it's uh, you already have Yitzharhara to deal with, but uh, at the younger ages, so there's no Yitzharhara yet. There's no uh, they don't think in those terms, and it might even be sound education. 
educationally, might be better educationally at the younger at the younger ages. Boys tend to calm down, but uh, but nevertheless, Rashi seems to say over here, even when there's an age where there's no yetsarhara, where there's no issue of yetsarhara, it's sending the kids the wrong message. It's teaching them that this is uh, that, that that it's okay to have these uh, these 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 mixed environments. So uh, that's that's Rav Moshe writes in the Tshuva. Rav Moshe thinks that it's bad even at a younger age because it's it's teaching them the the wrong chinuch. So then he, he discusses uh, in great detail the mitzvah of chinuch and exactly how it applies uh, to thing, to isurim that aren't really shaykh to them yet. They assume that they can't even understand what the what the isur is at that stage. So he has a discussion of that of that issue in his tshuva. But it sounds from this Rashi certainly that this issue, which certainly doesn't apply to a katana, but it teaches her the wrong message. So nishtale mar shalmo yalta. So he says maybe send my regards to your wife Yalta. He says, you're not allowed to do that because of Kalisha. So what does sending regards have to do with Kalisha? So Rashi says, no, the problem is that uh, if you send regards, she'll respond. And uh, when she responds, that's going to be the Kalisha. So it's Kalisha when she responds. Kalisha, isn't that only singing? Right? How does, where does Kalisha? Yosef says, and Berke Yosef says, I understand, we're only makbed on kol of, uh, of, of, of Zemmer. What is, why, why do the post not mention this Gemara that we see even on Dibur alone we're, uh, we're makbed? So he says that perhaps when you're Shoel B'Shalom, it's different. That Shoel B'Shalom is, uh, is, causes Kiruv Das. What's the issue of Kalisha? It's going to cause some Kiruv Das. It's going to cause some, some sense of closeness between the man and the woman who's, uh, whose, whose voice he hears. So, so too over here, when it's Dafka, an issue of friendliness and acting uh, chummy with, uh, with your wife, with, 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 uh, with uh, your friend's wife, so that's going to be an issue of Kalisha as well, because that's going to cause a sense of Chiba uh, and Kiruv Das. We talk about all the, the ways that a man and woman have to distance themselves from each other, and uh, you shouldn't have too much Kiruv uh, Das with a woman. So the Archa Shulchan writes that the whole issue is Shalo Yavoli Dechiba. So he says, There's only an Isser of Sheila Shalom when it's, an, when, when, when it's the type of uh, Sheila Shalom that causes some level of, of love and some closeness. But Stam to say good morning and to be polite, there's no Isser. Adraba, it's appropriate to be polite. So we're not, we're not talking about being polite. We're talking about having some, you know, being being buddies, having a, having a, a, a close friendship. So anyway, Efshali uh, So he said, "What are you talking about? She won't, maybe she won't talk to me. She'll just send through a shliach the uh, the regards back." You can't be shol b'shlomisha. Al yidei baila. What about through the husband? Amalei hachemer shmolin shol b'shlomisha klau. In alei b'shol b'shlomisha at all, even uh, through 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 the husband. So uh, says Tosfos. I. What about the malachim came to visit Avram? What did they say? Ayesarishdecha. Where is Sarah your wife? Aren't they being shol b'shlomisha? So Tosfos mechalik that there are two types of shol b'shalom. One type of shol b'shalom is send my regards. Another type of shol b'shalom is how's your wife doing? So I ask you, how's she doing? How's she feeling? That's fine because I'm not connecting to her in any way, nor am I telling you to say anything that I said to her. So there's no kiruv between me and her, it's more between me and you, and I'm just making sure everything's okay by you in your house. When I ask you uh, to send regards to your wife, I'm sort of really just using you as a middleman to get closeness between me and your wife. 
So that's that's going to be where the problem is. Again, the Yorcha Shulchan said, only if it's a situation where it causes Ava or Chiba or Kiruv Das or something like that. If it's just Stam being polite, so you're allowed to be polite. Shalk le debitu, shari le tigrat, the lo nishvach kishara maritz. So his wife sent him a message, sent Rav Nachman a message. Maybe you should let this guy go. Stop talking to Rav Yudabari Cheskel because he's making you look like an idiot. Because uh, everything you say, he's making you look like an amaritz. He's, uh, he's 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 ripping into you. So maybe you should uh, you should stop the conversation. Meaning for your own cover, give it up already. So he tried to wrap it up a little bit. He tried to wind down the conversation. So uh, Rav Nachman says to uh, to review the Rechaskel, what brings you here? Meaning, what can I help you with? No, let's let's get the whatever business we have to get done. Let's get it done. You sent me a uh, subpoena, so you subpoenaed me. So that's why I'm here. He says. I don't even know how to speak your language. I, I I can't send a subpoena to you. It's ridiculous. How am I going to have you in my courtroom? It, it, it's, 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 a, it's a mismatch. So he said, "What are you talking? About? Look, I have I have a subpoena right here that says that you uh, that you you subpoenaed me." I'm like, Look, I'm here. Here's the subpoena, and here I am." So I'm like, He says, "Okay, it was obviously a mistake, and I shouldn't have had you subpoenaed to my court because you're." obviously much greater than I am, but once I have you here, it will look bad if I just dismissed it because you're a rabbi. Then it will make it look like the rabbis just cover for each other and uh, they, we, we don't have to deal with Dine Torah, that we could, we're above the law. So we might as well uh, deal with the case at hand. So my time is who us. He said, okay, what do we have here? What's on the docket? Okay, apparently you put this guy into Cherem. Why did you do it? Why did you put the guy into Cherem for so Rabbi Yehuda responded, Siyar Shlich of the Rabbanon. He was Mitzar, the Shliach of the Rabbanon. So, meaning he was Mitzar, my Shliach. My Shliach went to go get the meat, and he said, Who do you think you are, the Shliach of Yehuda Bar Shaviskal? So, Venagdemar, so he said, Okay, so why don't you just give him lashes? Why did you have to put him in Cherem? Which is worse. Right? It sounds like, uh, sounds like um, um, the putting in Cherem is worse. He said, You should have been Menagid him instead of putting him in Cherem. Not only that, the next line is even more. So he said, Rav would give lashes to someone who's Mesar Shluch Rabban. So he said, No, the Adif Mine Avdile. I did him one better. Meaning, I, uh, I think Rashi explains that, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, that Adif meaning I, I, did, I gave him an even uh, more, more severe punishment, I think he says. I don't know if Rashi says, but that's that's what it means. I gave him more severe punishment. I did him even worse. I put him in cherem. Um, so uh, because I, I thought he really uh, right. Rashi does say dadif. I mean, chamura mimena sisi lolukanso. I thought he needed an extra knas. This guy needed to be taught a lesson. So I did something even more chamur. Why is cherem worse than getting lashes? Right, sticks and stones can break my bones. Words can never hurt me. No, words words can't uh, words can't can't hurt. No, cherem is a curse that a person should die. So that's why, primarily, that's what a cherem is. So a cherem is really bad. It's much worse than uh, than getting malchus. And uh, as a side effect, as the, the, with the curse that the person should die, you have all the other things that you can't go to his store and give him an aliyah and do things like that also. But uh, it is much worse than lashes. So 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 he explained himself, because, because this guy needed to be taught a lesson. My time, Akhraz Marle Davdu, who, why did you go around saying that he was Nevet? I'll tell you why, because he used to go around calling everyone else Nevet. We know that anyone who 
tries to puzzle other people, himself is puzzled. The whole line from Muhammad Aleph, right? That he, whatever he says about other people is true about himself. He says, no, Shmuel says to be choshish for it. They have to be choshish. If someone goes around calling people puzzle, he's probably puzzle. But to, to assume that it's definitely true and to uh, be makras and to announce it publicly, that Shmuel never said to do. Very similar to the story we mentioned in Shalashudas and Shabbos in Yuma Dafayin Gimel, where the Gemara tells the story of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, Rameir, that were traveling. Rameir was darshaning the names of people. So Rameir asked the innkeeper, what's your name? And the innkeeper said, uh, Kidar. Right, and Rameir says, Oh, this guy got to be a Russia because the Pasuk says, Ki dar And then at the end of the story, Rameir didn't invest his money with him, didn't leave his money with him, and Rabbi Yudar Rabbi Yossi did, and they got their money stolen. Rabbi Yudar Rabbi Yossi said to Rameir, Why didn't you tell us? You should have told us he was a Russia. So Rameir had the same exact response Look, I darshan names. So that's an inexact science. So I was choshesh, but to go around and tell people that the guy's a Russia because I don't like his name, so that's something I'm not going to do. Sometimes you can be choshesh for something, but it doesn't mean you should go around ruining someone's reputation based on your suspicions of, the, of, of wrongdoing. So that's how you, you can't just call a guy in Evan because he's going around calling other people of Adam. While they were there, the the, the Baldin, the other the guy who he uh, had called the Evan said, yeah, he shouldn't have called me an Evan. I come from the family of the Chashmanayim. Oh my gosh, I'm so correct. That's exactly what Shmuel said. Anyone who says they come from the base Chashmanayim, that's a seminal mufuk that they're in Evan. I know you're in Evan now. He says, yeah, now you make up that halacha after I told you I'm from the base Chashmanai. So now you say that anyone comes from the base Chashmanai is an Evan. It makes you look good. Well, I never heard you say that before. No one ever heard you say that anyone who comes from the base Chashmanai is an Evan before I just claimed to be from the base Chashmanai. So he says, no, no, Rav Masna holds like me. So Rav Masna had not been in Adar for 13 years. Right there, that day, he happens to show up. Unbelievable, the, the recollection that they had of the Rebbe's teaching. Right? They said, don't you remember what Shmuel said when he had one foot over the threshold of the door and the other foot over there? Remember when he was standing in that awkward position and he said something, he taught us Allah, Rav Kana, come on, tell us what the Allah was. Because if Rav Kana is able to repeat the Allah, then you see that this was Allah beforehand. It wasn't just something that, uh, that Rav Yudha made up on the spot. So Shmuel says, yeah, I remember exactly. Anyone who says that he comes from uh, from the family of Chashmonai kings is really an Evid. The only one that was left, the only real person that was left from the base Chashmonai was that girl who went up to the to the roof and uh, screamed out, and who said that anyone who comes from the base Chashmonai is really an Evid. And that girl has fallen from the roof and, and died. Meaning, that's the story at the beginning of... Uh, is it the beginning of Basra, I think? Right, the story with the with the girl that uh, that 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 uh, when when Hordus uh, rebelled against uh, against the base Chashmonai, so he um, he he was an Eved. He was an Eved in the base Chashmonai, and he rebelled, and it, because he had a he heard a Baskal 
that says that today is a good day to rebel. So if he rebelled against the Beis and he wanted to marry this girl, and she was the last surviving member, and she went up to the roof and screamed out, "I'm the last surviving member, and I'm dead now." It's not no any, and therefore anyone who later who says they come from the Beis is nothing but an evid. There's no true lineage to the Beis Chashmonai anymore. And in fact, he used to walk around with her dead body. He usually preserved her dead body. And according to one day in the Gemara, he would sleep with her dead body. According to another day in the Gemara, he would just walk around with it to, to show that he was uh, that, that that he was married to uh, to a princess, whatever it was. So So then they started announcing that this guy this guy is an evid. And that day, a lot of ksubos were ripped in Arda, meaning a lot of people had married uh, people that they thought were of great yichus from the base Chashmonai, and it turns out they were all avadim. So now Rabbi Yudhari Cheskel is leaving town and they're chasing after him to stone him. They want to kill him because he just ruined all the marriages. So he says, listen, be quiet if you want. And if not, I got more dirt on you. Meaning I know that there are two families in Arda, one of the two prominent families. One of them is kosher, one of them is not. One of them is a yona, one of them is an or, is, is an or, one of them is a, uh, is a raven. So I know, I know that there's another non-kosher family. I'll ruin things more if you don't if you don't leave me alone. So So they threw the stones from their hands and put it in, and threw it into the river. And they, there were so many rocks that they were ready to stone them with that were thrown into the river that it caused a blockage of the, the river. Never got a a or get shikhr from his adon. He's All those families are possible. Amr of Yudah, Govai, Givonai, Govai, the family of Govai are all Givonim. Durnanisa, Darai Nesinai, are all Nesinim. Amr of Yosef, Hai Beikuvi to Pumbadisa, Kulim da Avdi. And Rav Yosef said the Beikuvi, the, the family of Pumbadisa, are all the town of Pumbadi, in Pumbadisa of Beikuvi, they're all Avadim. Amr of Yudam Rashmal, Abram Yasa, Avadim, Ramila, Abrasa, Lafam, Avadim, Hailo, Pashko, Benemar. There were four hundred or four thousand of them to Pashka ben Emar, the Kulum Nitmu Bakuna, and they all got mixed in with Kohanim families. And if Kohen has Azus Panim, uh, then you know that it comes from them. Um, that he that he has a soul in his lineage. They all sit in the in 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 Surya and Arda. This is against Rablazar. Rablazar assumes that a coin that has that has Azus Panim is not necessarily possible. Dhamma Rablazar Imra Isa coin by Azus Mate. That the uh, nation of Kohanim are like argumentative people. That's the way Kohanim are by nature. It's not because that there's any psul in them. Okay.